All right. Welcome back to another week with the Trading Triangle. I'm excited to get to it. More charts, more action, more earnings, all the good stuff. Sean, how are you doing today? You ready to go? Yeah, really good. Liverpool just won the final, so I'm buzzing for next week. <laughs> yeah, nice. You got to love it. You got to love it. And uh, Kay, how about yourself? You buzzing Happy too? Great, guys. How are you guys doing? Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday, man. Happy, Happy Sunday. Sunday. Glad everybody can make it. Thanks for tuning in on YouTube. Subscribe if you haven't already to the Trading Triangle and hit that like button. And then also for those tuning in on the live stream on X, you can find them on find this live stream on my channel as well over on Wolf Financial. And real quick before we get into it, like we always do, quick disclaimer. Remember, this is not financial advice. We're not financial advisors. This is just uh, informational and entertainment purposes only. And uh, of course, we have a good time with it, like to share our thoughts on trading in the markets. So we will keep doing that every week and we will get right to the charts like we always do. So let's get to them. Last week's overview had, you know, not the best week, I would say, not the worst week. Um, I don't even know where to begin. I mean, NVIDIA, I feel like I just stare at NVIDIA anymore, right? Biggest, biggest name. Everybody's following NVIDIA. What else, guys? I mean, that that was the show of the last week, right? Apollo um, Alto was down. That was another one, but it wasn't all was nasty. Yeah, it was nasty. Not, not on everybody's radar. And actually, because of NVIDIA, we saw a massive run in AMD and some other uh, stocks as well. I think SMCI was back up as well. Um, so a lot of movement on the semiconductor side. Yeah, Tesla yeah. pulled back. And Tesla, yeah, I was going to mention that. Tesla putting back after a little bit of a run. So interesting to see the chart. Let me get into it. Nice. Yeah, we'll definitely get into that. And uh, looking at the fear and greed index next and uh, how the index indices did as well as the VIX. VIX with the 13 handle, right? Back below 14. Um, and, you know, decent week overall. Uh, let's see here. So small caps, that's the probably the biggest one. IWM still below 200. And so uh bitcoin doing its thing uh, i don't know you guys are you are you tracking bitcoin other than the miners like you have any thoughts on where that's heading i'm just into the model trade honestly yeah yeah how about you sean i keep on top of it every now and then but that's, that's it really i don't really trade it um yeah that's it really. so i'll say <laughs> above 50 is uh, about fifty thousand is is a solid solid spot for bitcoin in my opinion so Holding here above 51 firmly is is interesting to see. And then, you know, extreme greed. We are there. We continue to stay there. Um, so markets are going to keep powering higher as long as that's where we're at. We'll see, though. We'll take a look at some charts and see if we're extended. First, though, earnings this week. So we've got a lot to get through still. I mean, look at all these names. Um, a lot of big ones. A lot worth. I mentioned Bitcoin Marathon Digital. You know, is, is a favorite of mine to trade, and it reports Wednesday after the bell. Kay, what else are you looking at this week? Um, I'm looking at Zoom that we are covering today as well. Um, on I think on Tuesday, even though I don't trade uh, Beyond Meat, I'm interested. On Wednesday, CRM. That's uh, that's a big one in the SaaS space. Okta, we are covering today on the channel. Uh, and then Thursday will be Zscaler. So we saw what happened to Palo Alto last week. Uh, so all eyes will be on Zscaler based on their guidance. Uh, fun fact, I did post on Twitter. They have not missed. Uh, they actually beat the EPS and revenue from last 20 quarters. So that's going to be interesting. Of course, Fisker is going to be an interesting play. 
I know a lot of people follow Celsius, so I guess they'll be waking up early and attending those calls. And those a are couple. <laughs> yeah, those a are. Couple all right. <laughs> <laughs> I know Wolf definitely talks a lot about Celsius too. Uh, what about you, Sean? Yeah, for me, it's uh, Leo Ortega Monday morning before he opened, just to have that kind of link to Neo. Um, but on top of that, Unity and Hims and Hers, they're both posted pretty good. Yeah. Well, the last three quarters for both companies, really good. Um, so it'd be good to see that kind of momentum carry on for, for both companies in terms of revenue, net profit, etc. Um, and you mentioned yeah. Fisco as well. I'd be having a look at that. I would be trading that, but it's interesting to see if they you know, continue diving downwards. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm looking at, really. Yeah, we've got Zscaler Thursday. We'll see how that goes. It traded in sympathy with Palo Alto, right? And uh, C3AI Wednesday. Wednesday's got a lot of names. you got AMC mixed in there, Paramount. Like, I don't expect good things from those two. Um, but we'll see. And IonQ and Salesforce. I mean, yeah, definitely interesting names here this week. I'm surprised. Like, I honestly, <laughs> I forget how long the earnings season can run and all the good names and the good trades that it provides. So, And by the time this finishes up, we'll be getting up on the next one because the banks will start coming back and reporting. They'll be right back. We'll have like a week off, right? Yeah, yeah we we'll take to yeah. a week off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but do not how long. What's that? Just another one as well. On uh, after close on Thursday, Soundhound. That's an interesting company that they've What's recently that? Um, kind of linked with Nvidia, or at least rumors to link with Nvidia. Um, right. They're like an AI sound company, essentially. Uh, so that's All quite right. interesting one. Stick on your watch list, not to trade, but just to keep an eye on what they do and how they're going to move on Thursday. So they're expecting to go profitable, I think, in Q1. So that'd be interesting to see if that if that pulls off. So this stock was Soundhound was eighteen dollars when it opened. I think IPO or SPAC, I'm not sure. Went down to ninety three cents. It's back to three dollars and nine cents. You can oh, see the yeah. recent pop in the last couple of weeks. I don't know when it was exactly. I don't have the chart in front of me, but okay, you'll be able to tell me that. But that recent pop is that kind of video news. Most likely. <laughs> the volume was crazy on this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we've got we got charts for a number of these, and uh, if we don't get to names that you're looking for, uh, drop them in the comments. Definitely seeing I see new and nail and you and 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 nail out there. So we'll definitely try to get to as many as we can at the end of you know getting through what we've got lined up for today. So don't be shy. Drop those down below, and let's keep it going. Let's get to the charts. So the spy right up front and. Uh, I just wanted to kind of highlight here with all my arrows all over the place. Hopefully it's not too messy. Um, there's been, you know, huge days, big pushes, and you kind of expect after a big day or a big gap up. I mean, I think the mentality is we're going to get some selling, right? Profit taking and a pullback. But if you look at this chart, each of those, I think they're orange arrows, yellowish orange arrows. Um, those are the big days up, right? Either a gap up or a huge, you know, outsized candle or a couple of candles, um, that are just twice as big as the, the average daily uh, range, right? And what happened after each of those? Like They just kept running, right? You saw a continuation. So instead of the sense of like, hey, all right, cool, we just made this peak and we're going to sell off for a bit. It's almost like these pops have been confirmation of, yep, we're still going higher and then more money piles in. And so that's just a pattern I've noticed here that's been kind of interesting all you know, ever since we bottomed out, um, you know, at the end of last year in, in October, uh, before the rally started in November, and uh, it's been pretty consistent. So um, I'm looking for this this last pop up. I mean, we had a huge gap up last week and a big candle. I think we're going to continue to run, which is counterintuitive because 
the rest, you know, the majority of me feels like we've got to have a pullback next week, right? What do you think about this chart, Sean? I think it's uh, it's beautiful to look at. Once, I mean, if you saw any stock like this, you'd be like, oh, this is fantastic. That's true. And very easy to trade as well if it's on a smaller time frame just because we move the stop loss up every now and then. Um, I think you're right. I think we're all kind of anticipating a pullback. When will it happen, et cetera? Um, but as long as the data keeps coming in fair and the, the Fed's kind of mission is still on course, then there's no reason for it to keep kind of tipping up. And this is a bull market at the end of the day. This is what happens. It kind of goes up gradually over time. Everyone, you know, anticipating a pullback, et cetera. But when it's a bear market, that's when it chops around a bit, obviously big gap down days, et cetera. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's healthy. It's moving forward. We've had a bit of a messy last couple of weeks. You can see the gaps kind of in there as well. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you spoke to the gap that we just created. You probably did because there's a blank kind of uh, rectangle there um, suggesting that gap could be filled. But even that still doesn't really break a trend, does it? So We yeah. didn't fill the last gap, right? Look at the one below. Like That never yeah, got no, close to being filled, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's kind of more of what I'm trying to highlight is hey, we got a gap up, but we, we might just run just like we did the last time. Mm -hmm. So um, what do you think, Kay? I mean, I don't see any reason why, um, you know, we would have any drop, you know, bad days or red days because you are up 2%. You know, even if you give up those 2%, you'll be back to the last weeks. And if you look at the options data, at least uh, it doesn't say anything. It's like one, one put to call 1.55 on Monday, 1.6, 2.65, so on and so forth. It's not until the 315th expiration that we see the put to call at 3.29 and 3.8 is 3.53. I think um, maybe another week or so uh, is that's when we see a lot more puts piling up as opposed to calls. I like it. I like it. Taking notes. We got requests. You guys are going to be happy. I got, check this out. We got a request, uh, not you two. I was talking about the, the audience here uh, as far as who's going to be happy. Request this that we've got those so far. Zoom, Snow, Okta, and ZS. Uh, we've got three of those already lined up, right? So yeah. that'll work. We'll get ZS added to the list. We'll be covering all of it. Good stuff. Um, all right. So last week looked at the queues and I was looking at the daily and was looking at the hourly for the spies kind of reversed it this week but um so the cues here this is a two-hour chart and i'm kind of looking for one of two things here either a bit of a pullback to start the week where i would like to see uh 432 that's the level i'd like to see hold up on the cues 432 if it doesn't next i've got 428.35 and you know i would love to see a bounce you can see the volume shelves there you guys on the two hour candles pretty nice pretty clean um but if we don't pull back further like that might have been what we got last week was the pullback and now we're getting a power higher and uh, get back above the uh what do i have here 439.14 to get to the penny um so really just getting back above 440 right or getting to 440 and if we get above there, retest that 439, 440 level. Sean, that's that breakout trade. I always go to you for the breakout trades. That's what I'd be looking at. Uh, what do you think about this one? Yeah, that's the third thing I saw on this chart, of course, is the kind of potential breakout trade. Um, typical me. <laughs> um, but I, like I did it. see it's a healthy for a pullback. I don't normally look at the two hour. I used to back in the day, but I kind of pulled off it now. I'm looking to kind of one hour more so. Um, but that's obviously just double the candles you see here. But I do like the the kind of pullback to 428. I think that's kind of super healthy. Mm -hmm. If you took a really big step back on the weekly, perhaps um, the 428 level might be more 
um, or more healthy, I, I suppose, for the market. But yeah, I, I like to look for the breakout trade, to be honest. Um, but yeah, the volume is down below, so who knows, really? I like it. What do you think, Kay? Similar, uh, similar pattern for the options uh, contract as well. I don't see anything going on until we are on the three fifteen. Okay. That Go is monthlies. Yeah, that's when you start seeing uh, put to call jumping from 0 0.91, 1 1.2 to 1.92. That's where you have over two, 2.2 uh, million, I guess, contracts expiring in put. So. So looking at that, that data coupled with this chart here, I mean, for me, uh, we don't want to see, uh, Sean, I think you nailed it, 428, right? I want to see that hold. Um, and there's that huge amount of volume there. If we break through all of that and form a lower low um, relative to just a couple of days ago, uh, I would actually find that a little bit concerning just in the very near term. I'm not saying overall like, oh, this is a signal, huge pullback. I'm saying we might get a bit of a, you know, a healthy sell off before continuation higher if we start to see that happen because, you know, it would be a broadening out and uh, it's not necessarily the healthiest thing after getting back up to here at 440. So we'll see what happens. I like to look at the two hours though. We're looking at weekly trades. So I thought it was healthy to, or worthwhile to, to jump in and look at these. Yeah, awesome. And we've got Tesla up first. Sean, I hand it to you. Yeah, of course. So Tesla's obviously been hot topic at the moment, talking, well, it always is, to be honest, isn't it? Um, <laughs> but you can see the kind of main annotation I have on here is this uh, 20 meter average kind of floating through the blue line, basically. And you can see various parts have been highlighted on that line. And we're kind of at that point for the, for the stock for Tesla. And you can kind of see it's traveling upwards in this little kind of channel. Um, but the, the, the main point as well on, the, on this chart is the three points of confluence that I have, at least in my head. <laughs> I don't know if your uh -huh. perspectives will be different, but of course, but you've got the 20 million average just underneath. Obviously, it's traveling up in this parallel channel, using that as a bit of support, it seems, you know, kind of coming up here. And you've got that 186 volume profile line as well. The volume is actually a little bit higher. I just covered it up with the line, stupidly. Um, but yeah, we've got those kind of lines there ready to go. Um, but on the contrary to that, of course, if this does break, then we're kind of looking kind of, if it, yeah, 186 is the first kind of test. And then beyond that, then we're looking at probably 170, 175, and who knows. But yeah, the EV market at the moment is kind of quite depressed. There's a demand there. There's plenty of questions around the EV market. Um, yep. But Tesla kind of does what it wants. You know that. Um, but my first target, if it was to move up, is that 206 level, fill the gap, and potentially uh, blast through that all the way up to kind of 215. Um, and then we spoke about it last week, the kind of 230, 240 level as well. Um, yeah, these are the levels I have. What do you I like numbers? them. Yeah. Yeah, Sean, this is a setup I like a lot, actually, um, because you've got the gap fill above as your target, right? You clearly nailed, you know, nailed that, outlined that. And then we've been making higher highs and higher lows. And now we're back at the, like, at that trend. So it's kind of an easy setup in my mind from a standpoint of, I'm going to go long here, targeting to fill that gap. And if it breaks that trend line, that's, you know, I'll I'll take a pause, maybe cut my losses at that point and reassess and see if it recovers. Right. So um, with Tesla, that's, you know, that's a high risk, high reward trade, of course, because it can move so sharply. But yeah, that's the kind of setups I like. So to me, I, I've been looking, I've been obviously um, keeping track of Tesla as I always do. And uh I think this could be setting up nicely. You said you're bullish, you're, or at least that's 
That's what you're leaning towards, right? I, I would agree. Yeah, of course. Just with the confluence just underneath the stock price at the moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. Well, no, I think you covered pretty much everything I wanted to cover. Um, you know, we see this nice bounce from last, what, three to five, almost five bounces off from the 20-day moving average. So that's amazing. Uh, looking at the put to call, I think uh, the 315, if anybody is looking to for options trade, they have a pretty good um, 0.78, so very bullish. They have a decent volatility of 43%, so you'll get good premiums on that as well. So uh, I'm always in Tesla trade, so I take advantage of either rolling them off or opening new uh, ones. But I mean, until, it, until we see a major gap up or gap down from the channel, I, I think it's just keep trading within the channel. I think Tesla did this a few years ago. I mean, I don't have it on the chart here, but six months went by and suddenly it went up 30% and no one even really noticed. Um, so there, the possibility is yeah. there. I'm not saying this is going to happen now, of course, but um, yeah. the, the, the stock can almost hide in plain sight, which is interesting to say as, as a Tesla stock. But yeah. yeah. And I want to add, so we bring a good point. And I think what, something to add, if you, are, if you believe in uh, the company itself and you believe in the electric vehicles, a uh, good point to add to your long-term positions, because once Tesla will run up to two twenty, two thirty, two forty, then you'll be like, oh, when do when does it come back down to two hundred dollars, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have seen people claiming it will go down to sixty dollars also, but <laughs> you know, I mean, anything can happen. But you know, what are the likelihood of it happening anytime soon? If it did, I'd be buying. Yeah, I would dive in. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of warning <laughs> that you know there will be buyers stepping in. So yeah. from a long-term position, I would say keep an eye. If you're trading Tesla, that's great. But also from a long-term, like I keep adding, you know, on these prices. These dips. Yeah, on these dips. Um, that's that's just my take on it. Yeah, yeah it looks like so, Rod agrees here. He's got 189 as a spot to hold on, mentioning it on the hourly. So I like that. Yeah. And uh, good. Oh, sorry. I thought you had something else there. So, no, that's good stuff. And, uh, yeah, we got other uh, tickers coming in. So I'm noting all of those as well. Appreciate that, you guys. Thanks for dropping those. And uh, sorry, Sean, to interrupt. I'll hand it back to you as we jump to the next chart. Yeah, awesome. So this one, uh, well, ooh, there we go. This one you're not going to like so much, Nate. I, I uh -huh. have a bit of a, a bearish take on, on DraftKings. I know you like to cover DraftKings. Um, but I just, I'm just reading the chart, so don't blame me, okay? So You're going bearish all, on me. I'm, I'm all ears. I'm listening. <laughs> so obviously the, the main thing you can see on this chart is the channel kind of moving upwards as it has been since October of 2022. So that's one over a year. Um, and we can kind of see a little bit of rejection in the last three weeks. So if you look at the left side of the screen, we've got the weekly chart, the last three candles kind of trading flat. But the last candle, obviously, there is a bit of buying coming at the end of the week, which is fair enough. Um, but it is kind of rejecting off of these levels of kind of 42.50 and around that 44 level. Um, and just adding on to the weekly, obviously, you do have the 38 line there, which I've, I've, I've marked, and the 20 moving average, which is kind of coming up below, which, again, if it does come down, then I'll be looking to buy there because you can see the support throughout on the weekly. Um, so moving on to the one-day chart, you can see um, it's kind of sitting at the 20 moving average now. Um, it's kind of broken down below. We're kind of coming up and rejecting it, if that makes sense. So 
basically the move I'm thinking of is, is kind of a move back down to kind of 38, 39 in line with that kind of support line, in line with the 50 moving average and in line with the volume profile as well. Yeah. That's kind of all I've got to really cover on this stock, but it's just a very clear rejection. And this was kind of what I see in the stock. And you guys might be able to see something different. And I want you to tell me what it is. <laughs> I'm good with that. I'll jump right in because, you know, I love DraftKings and I can see this chart when I close my eyes in the back of my eyelids. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm actually really relieved to hear what you just said because it's in line uh, completely with what I think. I I'm looking at 38, 39. You can see the volume right there uh, kind of pick up and, and come in as support. And so I have 39 quite, quite frankly listed as support. And I wouldn't mind a retest of that level. Um, and it would be, you know, that's prior resistance. And so we retested it and then it held. I would really like that for DraftKings. In fact, um, I'm curious about this, the gambling uh, stock space in general. Um, on Tuesday evening after a close, we're going to have a spaces and uh, we always talk markets, but uh, we're going to have a, a space that we're going to kind of focus a little bit, at least part of the time on these gambling stocks, because you've got DraftKings and then you've got like the casino stocks like Win and what's going on with Macau. And then you've got, um, you know, what is it? FLUT, which is uh, home to uh, FanDuel that just went public. So I think the, the trend is, is higher in the space. So I'm really interested to see after like you highlighted here, massive run up. Um, what can happen for DraftKings moving forward? But I, I think 39 needs to hold here in the near term, which it yeah. looks like you agree. And, and it's not negative at all. I mean, you can see the pattern is still within that kind of range and that parallel channel upwards. So it's not negative at all for the company. It's just a kind of realistic view of kind of where the chart sees. At least that's what I see. I like so, okay. it. Yeah, and the, your options actually for next week. So this past Friday, the put to call was 0.52 with 80,000 call options. Uh, it dropped to 31,000 expiration next week, which is raising it to put to call to 0.8. So a little bit bearish uh, aligning with what you were saying here as well, for at least from the options data standpoint. Nice. Good stuff. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, now it doesn't want to move for me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's it for me. Um, obviously, you can follow me on X. I post daily kind of trading content, charts, uh, kind of thoughts, psychology, etc. And on my YouTube channel, I go live every Monday night after the close, talk about trades, just kind of what's going on in the market, just having a bit of a chill out session, get ready for the week, get excited, etc. Um, and on top of that, I did release a Neo video. So if you are watching me here on, on X, you're probably a Neo fan. And it's a little, little bit more of an interesting one, a bit more of news kind of taken to it as well. So yeah, go ahead and Jump over to YouTube channel and watch that one. But that's it from me. I'll hand you over to Nate. Thanks, Sean. I'm curious to hear what you have to say about Neo. I'll be checking that out. <laughs> awesome. And um, yeah, I've got two tickers. One of them is snow. So you guys knew I was coming back to this one at some point, right? Like it's my pick of the year. And it's got above the key level 205, which has made my day and is breaking out nicely. Um, but you know, that being said, we're struggling here, uh, at 235. And so I'm curious to see if we're going to get a break above and a retest and a, a nice move higher, or if we're going to first kind of retest the 205 area we did pull back a little bit. And sometimes you'll see that, right? Like not a full retest and it caught the 20 day moving average and then just kind of moved up higher again to get back up and 
push towards that 235 area. Um, so given that, like we might not get a retest of prior resistance, um, but I'm kind of hoping for it because then I'll uh, get in with a, a more more of the long trade, more upside here. Um, so it, it's tough to say. You got the 50-day moving up there as well, which provides a bit of support. I don't want to see it drop back below, though. I mean, that would be something that I would want to see a quick recovery if we got back below 200, for example. Um, and I think that would be kind of a negative stance overall. Um, so that level, I just really want to see it hold. I would not mind a pullback, but it just has to hold above. Um, what do you think, Kay? Like, uh, if any news or any thoughts your way on snow? Like this one's so I've got all my all my hopes up this year. On snow. <laughs> no. Um, so interestingly, so. Uh, snow has a 10% uh, plus minus implied move. So you're looking at what, about uh, $22, $23 move. Um, on the option side, the put to call is 1.13. So there's a lot more put options with an implied volatility of 102.53%. So that's pretty okay. interesting. Uh, we have really not seen a lot of uh, buy ratings. It's uh, mostly older buy ratings on snow. And just looking at from an earning standpoint, this company is has done pretty good from an earning standpoint as well. Uh, they haven't missed anything in the last like six, seven quarters. So I think it will depend really on the on the guidance, because most most SaaS companies, you know, what are the the key key criteria are their gross margin. Uh, the the net retention value NRR right net retention, net retention rate um, yeah. and uh, how many customers they have then a lot of companies they break down depending on whether the customers are hundred thousand how many customers are in hundred thousand how many are in a million so those are the different metrics for SaaS companies they look at it so we'll see how it plays out but yeah I mean uh, this is your pick of the year so we'll see how this plays out yeah definitely the the guidance I think you're right is going to be a big deal. When we get to earnings. Um, what do you think, Sean? You liking this chart? Yeah, so I'm kind of agreeing with you, actually. The, the two arrows are kind of the two arrows I'm actually looking at. So potential breakout trade, of course. Um, although I do think it might be a bit extended going into that, perhaps. It might be the dramatization of the, of the candles that you spread out a little bit. Um, but that 205 level, we put that out in the actual, in the yearly um, predictions video that we did. Um, so that 205 level creeping up again. So that would be where I would look to kind of add or even start a position i'm not in the stock at all um but yeah that those are the two levels i'll be looking at for sure nice and yep was decently up right nate when we did that video it was like on the 17th oh, yeah. december yeah. oh yeah yeah it's it's doing i think really you're winning well. Yeah, yeah, I think here's the thing. We still have a long ways to go, right? Yeah. We're barely two months in. And what I would say about snow and the reason I thought I think it's very appealing is the length of this base here, the the long time it took to consolidate and all of that volume underneath, right, that is bought in. Now we're finally breaking out. I, I don't think you're going to, even if you see some profit taking, I mean, it's going to, I think it has the potential to go on a bit of a steep run. So that being said, once it does, it'll pause and consolidate and do all the things we would expect. But uh, we'll see. Uh, 205 is is definitely, if it retests that, I'll be buying. So uh, let's see what happens with snow. Next up, I got Workday. So this is one that I've mentioned like a number of times in passing. 
going back to November of last year. And this ties into an overall thesis I've got, which is that companies, big enterprise is going to, you know, they've done a lot of the efficiency measures on the headcount side. We still see layoffs coming through, of course, but like the big push there, I think, is behind us. And I could be wrong, of course. But then the next natural thing for uh, these big corporations to do is look for other ways to save money and to when they weren't spending you know after the lockdowns and and everybody going remote and corporations trying to figure out what to do next there wasn't a lot of spend and now they're opening up that spend and it's going into things that, uh, like erp systems and upgrading across the board to gain efficiencies where maybe they had multiple systems con condensing to one or just going to the latest and greatest. So names like Workday could benefit massively. And it's been pushing up against 308.95, call it 309. Yeah, I just want to make sure my eyeballs are good there. And uh, yeah, 308, 309. And uh, if it breaks through there and retests, it's, there's your breakout trade. And otherwise, I'm looking for a couple of levels of support. You have the 50-day moving average coming up, which would kind of align with that first level of support around 290. And if that doesn't hold the next volume shelf and you, know, you could see the the prior resistance here and a bit of consolidation comes in around 273.60. So, you know, 273 would be as low as I'd want to see it go, um, but I would prefer to see it hold up here, you know, again at that. That's funny. My eyes are going 289 level. So um, hoping for a breakout workday, I think is, is he's got a lot of uh, tailwinds behind it, but just playing off the chart, we've got a nice trend line here and looking to keep that and, you know, kind of keep it in play. Uh, what do you think, Sean? This is a nice looking chart. It is a very nice looking chart. Yeah. Again, um, when are the earnings for this one? Is it tomorrow? Or? Uh, this one is, yeah, it is Monday. Okay. Um, so I'd be looking to kind of see, what happens to the earnings and then play off of that afterwards, probably similar to what you guys do. Yep. Um, but those levels kind of down below are really appealing, I think, uh, depending on what the, the guidance and the re revenues, et cetera, are like. So, yeah, what, what I've added to my watch list, and obviously you can see the breakout trade opportunity there, which I'll probably get a bit boring. Um, <laughs> I keep noticing out the breakout trades, but that's, that's who I am. That's what I am. That's what I do. So, yeah, that's my thoughts. <laughs> hey, if it's working, why, why fix it, right? I exactly. Mean... <laughs> what do you think, Kay? Well, uh, so I think uh, I have a couple opinions, right? One, of course, is, um, you know, the chart looks amazing. And uh, I think, Nate, you hit the nail on the head. I think the efficiencies, they really started picking up from, I think, December end for this company. If you saw, I'm looking at the weekly chart in December, this massive buy-in and that, you know, we were, the stock was 235.36 and went all the way up adding $35, $40, so 270 level. And now it's 309, which is, almost all time high and you're you're looking at if they if they do any major gap ups you know you'll be going into unknown territory um apart from that i think uh, from option standpoint this is not a very you don't have that much contracts uh, it's liquid right yeah it's not that liquid it's only 3700 call options and 2000 put options so still very bullish um the movements are also not that big it's about 6% 7% implied move um and from, from a negative standpoint, if you are looking for jobs and companies that you apply for and you have to, you know, put your uh, resume and fill that application form in Workday, man, it's a pain in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, I feel that. Uh, yeah, I, I still, I think any company, 
and we should be there by now with all this AI that can take it to where when you submit your resume, you don't have to then go refill out all the same fields that are in your resume and it can just actually do it for you. That you seems know, like we should be there already, right? It works a lot about Workday. So for example, let's say there's you're applying for company A, B, and C, right? All three are using Workday. So you apply for company A, you create an account, you fill your resume, you fill everything up. You would assume that there would be, you know, Workday would connections. No. So you, for all three companies, you have to create three different accounts and fill out the same information three different times. That's the kind of software Workday is. Okay. We can't be hearing this. This is not going to get us over the... No, it's good to know. It's good to know. I, I actually really do like to hear these kind of anecdotes. So, all right, good stuff. Well, we'll see what happens. We'll see if uh, earnings come out and they're like, people are complaining that there's not enough synergies and the, sink, the, the stock tanks. You never know. Hey, let's just make sure my manager is not on the call, you know? <laughs> nice. I will say, uh, if we do get a nice report and guidance is strong and things blow out, probably won't get a retest. So that's just something to consider. All right, that's the that's it for me on uh, Workday. I do like this one. Uh, you can find me, of course, on X at Trader Nate here. I like the live stream. I'm going to try to do more of that. So thanks again for everybody who is tuning into the live stream right now. Also over on Wolf Financial, I write for the newsletter on Sundays. You can check my posts out there. But also daily, I write a trader's education newsletter where I give lots of trading tips, ideas, also just things I've learned along the way, and uh, a lot of the fundamentals, basics, Things to help you out if you're just getting started. So check that out. I got a link in my bio on X and appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, make sure you subscribe to the Trading Triangle and I'm going to hand it over to Kay. Awesome. Thanks, Nate. Um, so this is another stock which was on my list for 2024 that I think is going to do good. It's Octo. Octo. Yes. Um, it had... So I'm not winning because I believe when I talked about this stock, the stock was around the, I would say, uh, $80. So it's pretty flat. It's 83 we, right now. I got to say, though, I mean, I like Okta. Like, I, I do yeah. like this. But keep going. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's. So a couple things about the earning itself, EPS, 51 cents, revenue, 587. So bringing a pretty decent amount of revenue from a, from this company, I think there, there, I think there are eighteen thousand plus customers, and I, and I believe there's a big chunk of customers that are paying over hundred thousand dollars from a from a SaaS standpoint. Um, they have not had a single miss in revenue or EPS since twenty nineteen. So that's that's something to say that their their estimation and predictions are pretty spot on. I think the key over here will be the guidance, of course. So I don't expect that they're going to miss the revenue EPS. It's going to be the guidance that's going to drive the stock up or down. Uh, we had recently 36 up revisions. So it seems like the market is very bullish on itself. Uh, the, they did a latest uh, job cut as well. So adding it to the growing list of tech companies laying off, they did a re recent job cut. So you will see that that expense also getting added eventually on this uh, this year's uh, balance sheet as well and uh, generally the stock moves about 10 to 12 dollars so 10 to 11 so i actually put these two levels there if if you, from the star that is where we are today if it goes up you're looking at breaking that uh, all time high of um, december so a little bit over 92 and if it drops you'll be looking at around the 73 72 level 
and you can see that the the volume does uh, start to diminish as we go further up but i still still see like uh, you have the 50 day crossover uh, with the 20 day sma um it's i mean i i don't see that as a that's not a golden cross that's not a death cross death cross is generally with the lo- longer one 50 to 200 that's one it really makes you can see it in the pattern um but i'm liking the chart uh, i'm long term octa um, so if it, it does drop, uh, I will be adding to the position. Of course, you can look at into the options trade as well. Uh, but I would wait to get into the option. You will get a lot of premium if you go before it. But we saw what happened with Palo Alto. So something similar can happen yeah. from a guidance standpoint, not from the EPS and uh, revenue. That's my take on Okta. John, you first. Yeah, I think for me, it's one of those where you have to wait for earnings, isn't it? I'm, I'm not too into... Um, software companies. I know, okay, you, you like software companies, and I like that about you because I can kind of learn off of that. Um, but in terms of actually trading off of that, I would wait for a move after earnings. And, and those levels you've drawn at kind of 7320 and, and around 94 up there, those are the key levels I'd be looking at. And I've just written them down as you were talking. So, uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. This is good stuff, Kay. I like a chart that has risen and then started to consolidate and a company that, that is a name that I like and, you know, ex- expect some upside with. So, yeah, this is, the, this is the exact kind of charts that if you haven't gotten in on a name that you're interested in, um, you kind of like to see it, right? Because it gives you those opportunities to buy. And if it's going to consolidate for a while, you can, you know, buy over over that period of time, not just in one shot. So, um, this is interesting. Uh, you mentioned the job cuts and every, everything else like that. Um, there's some names that if we hear job cuts, it's negative news. And there's others where I think it's positive. I think this one's more positive from the standpoint of they really ramped up and they needed to probably get a little bit thinner there. So um, the chart, though, looks really nice. And you mentioned the 50-day crossing above the 200 as the, as the golden cross or or the death cross going the other way, right? Yeah. And we did get that here. I mean, the 50-day did cross above the 200. Um, and then now you're mentioning, though, that the 20 is cr- looking like it could cross below the 50. Below the so, yeah. yeah, and that's due to that consolidation. So because it's been moving sideways, it could just kind of oscillate, um, not necessarily dump. It's just a matter of it moving sideways, and these moving averages are now converging, right? Yeah. So, yeah, good stuff, though. Appreciate the chart. Great. Keep it rolling. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. The next one is Zoom. Now, Zoom is an interesting spot here, which uh, I'm not a big fan. So we were talking about death cross. Hmm. We are looking at a death cross over here for Zoom. If you see that little uh, circle I have drawn with the red and purple line. So red is your 50-day, purple is your 200-day moving average. So it's coming to a point where uh, where we can have a death cross. Uh, if the stock gets dumped over here, um, the revenue, um, so, you know, in our spaces calls, like a lot of people talked about, uh, zoom as a company, just wanted to give, look, put a, put in perspective, this company brings in $1.13 billion per quarter in revenue. So it's not a small company, uh, that will go out of business anytime soon. Uh, it's been competing with teams for a long time now. Um, and, um, we, but, but it's, but there, I see the chart is a little bit weaker as compared to Okta. Octa, we could see we could yeah. see a dump, but still consolidation in that range. This one, I feel like there is a little bit more weakness because there are a lot of uh, downward revisions as well from analysts. And uh, the star is basically where the stock price is, and you can see that big gap up or gap down. That 
it's a 12 12% implied move so you're looking at 7 8 dollars and if we have a gap down we'll probably end up you know selling off and you know we could go down to all the way to 58 which was last year's low so not not a pretty chart from my standpoint and again i wouldn't trade until post earnings for zoom as well are you thinking that if if earnings is a nothing burger let's say we just move sideways to earnings do you have any thoughts either direction on this case? Like, I mean, it... If I have to trade, I would trade the call spread where I am. Okay. Uh, I, I don't think that we are going to see all time highs on Zoom. Unless they come out and say, hey, everybody's buying Zoom, which I mean, it's not pandemic anymore. So, yeah, it's interesting when I, I heard comments too this week about Kathy Woods, right? Like she sold NVIDIA, if I'm not mistaken, and loaded up on things like zoom and it's playing out the exact opposite obviously but you right? know what, uh, i'm not trying to pick on her but no no but but a lot of times these professional companies right they have their asset allocation so you know a lot of times let's say they they bought a stock and that, that stock ran up so let's say if they will allocate five percent to that stock and if it's like seven percent they have, have to sell. To sell. yeah they right. have to uh, adjust the portfolio it's not like a personal portfolio that we can let a runner run right but, uh, right. 50% of a portfolio, right? I'm happy with running it, right? But professional companies have to uh, manage their risk allocation. So I, I don't know how you want to read into it. I mean, Roku got pretty beat up. It's on her list as well. Yeah, that's accurate. I, uh, this chart here, though, um, it's interesting because I, I totally agree with what, what you're saying, that it's not pretty, but if it does hold up, right, and uh, these lows from... Uh, last November, it looks like, um, yeah, is it November? Yep. Uh, these lows, if they hold up and it starts to move higher, like that could be a really interesting spot to go long um, because then it could make an attempt back at that high. And that's quite the run, right? That would be moving from uh, right around just below 59 all the way back up to 75. Like that's a huge move, right? So um, yeah, is that that would be something I'm looking for, I guess, is that that retest of that low and then a nice clean bounce off of it. That could be bullish. Yeah, but I would not. I would wait for the earnings. I personally, I would. I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, I agree. I think with this one, I like the higher low. It's kind of set. Um, I don't know if it's really set, but the last three candles have been really nice. So really kind of full green candles and the one in the middle, obviously that bullish hammer candle kind of coming through the bottom. So that's really nice yeah. to see. But yeah, like you say, going through earnings, seeing the report, seeing what the guidance is like, then breaking through potentially that kind of 50 moving average last 200 would be key for me. And then coming back down and retesting that level. Um, another thing is the kind of 62, <coughs> excuse me, 62 level, 62.27. Mm. The kind of price action off of that on the left side of the chart, really bullish off of that kind of bounce. Actually, I think that was earnings. Never mind. <clears throat> yeah, but still a nice retest there and then a huge wick, right? Just right off of it. So holding that level nicely. Yeah, this is an interesting one. I, when you mentioned Zoom earlier, I was curious what your thoughts are going to be, Kay. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Where yeah. can we find Kay? Uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, as well, Twitter X actually. And then I do have a YouTube channel. You can uh, find me there as well. I do post a lot of stock analysis videos. Uh, and other financial uh, investing as well. So it's fun. I do write on Substack here and there, not as um, as uh, regularly as Nate, but yeah, I'm there as well. So you can find me on all three channels. And back to you, Nate. I've been getting a lot of, uh, 
Wow, you write every single day. Yeah, I write every day. Just put my thoughts down. And the but yeah, people are like, okay, every day, I guess so. I love it, man. If you like to write, you know, you like to write. By the way, if you're listening, because I do uh, put this audio out on uh, my Substack, um, it's at Invest K. If you're looking to follow K on X and on YouTube, and Sean, is it at Sean Clark or at Sean Trades? It's either or, right? It's at Sean Clark on X and then at Sean trades on youtube just to be confusing yeah i like that okay cool <laughs> all right we've got some requests i think we should get to before we get to our wrap up so let's do that i'll jump over to my tries i see rivian was mentioned here do you guys have thoughts on i'll hit that one up first and i'll get back to the top of the list but while i'm jumping over here do you have thoughts on rivian post earnings i particularly think that uh it's going to be rough, rough go from here on out. Yeah, I mean, the, the earnings report wasn't good, was it? I mean, losing losing cash, guard is not great, shutting down in quarter two. Although these things can be perceived as positives, but in the next six to nine months, they're just not, which is why you're seeing the, the, um, the stock obviously sell off. And that's my opinion, just to kind of short and sweet. But I'll be talking a bit more about it tomorrow night on, on, on my live stream, but yeah. You got it. What about you, Kay? Um, and I'll, by the way, before you jump in, Kay, I'll just say I was in calls and I totally lost. Let's, I'm trying to be PC. I just say I didn't do well in those calls. How's that? No, listen, <laughs> I agree with you guys on Rivian. And I think uh, the key will be also Fisker is going to report earnings next week. Okay. Um, so just like, you know, you get sympathy, you can also drag other stocks as well. So if, if Fisker comes out with uh, poor results, we could see impact on Rivian again because the memory will be, you know, will be awakened of what happened with Rivian. So, yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, well, we'll see. I don't, I don't. I'm just kind of. I hate to say it because I was optimistic. I mean, it was a nice consolidation we had here, um, but we broke and it sold. And the the guidance and the conversation on the earnings it just was not good. So, I don't know where we find support and that. But I would be waiting before I try to take any kind of long position. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's a tough one. So Rivian got beat up. But let's see. Your, so in terms of long-term investing, I wanted to kind of get your guys' opinion. So yeah. if you if you like the company, you believe in their kind of thesis and their kind of um, their goals for the next kind of few years, providing they can actually stand up on their cash balance and actually survive, would you buy it monthly, weekly? What, what would you do? I mean, because for a personal point of view, I think they will survive and I think they'll do quite well in, in years to come. Um, but I'll be looking at buying it monthly in terms of a long-term position, not trading as a long-term position. Because these levels are quite enticing. If it gets down to four, it gets down to four. But just asking, would you buy it and how often, really? It's a good call. Okay, do you want to take that one first? Sure, sure. It <laughs> um, doesn't have to be Rivian. I'm just talking about stocks. That oh, oh okay. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I thought you were talking yeah. about specific. I mean, I wouldn't buy Rivian, Lucid, Fisker uh, for long-term portfolio. I would do have it for swing trading. Um, but yes, I mean, if you believe in the company and my, my, my formula is generally when the stock is trading below 200 day moving average, I tend to start adding in different tranches for long-term portfolio. So let's mm -hmm. say if I have to invest a thousand dollars and stock is hundred dollars, I might do five, six, seven tranches, like a hundred dollar here, hundred dollar there. Um, that's how I would trade. So if, if this is a stock that you believe in that will survive, uh, we can probably have another space call on it. Uh, on the <laughs> whether Rivian will survive long term or not, but uh, I yeah, a lot of good opinions there. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't personally have because I think with the EV in general, I think until Tesla gets out of that rut, 
no matter what you say, it's the market leader in EV. Uh, you know, same with Ford and GM, they cut down on production. So generally, there's just a negative sentiment around the EV companies right now. So I wouldn't start an, a position right now until the things change and we see some, you know, trend change happening in the yeah. stock because it could go down to $2 also. Who knows? I kind of, I basically agree with that, Kay. And so a couple, I have lots of things I could say, you know me, but uh, I'll say, say it quickly. Rivian, I want to buy one, number one. Like I've literally been looking at them because I find the the SUVs to be awesome and I need something for my three dogs, two kids and whole family to go trekking around in, right? Um, and so I think they're amazing. But uh, the stock here, this is this is a tough spot. And the way I would look at it is if I'm going to be long, if I wanted to go long on something that whether it was Rivian or anything that is kind of in this position, um, I would be looking at the next earnings report, quite frankly. So this earnings was tough. They gave a bunch of bad news. They kind of put it all out there. Like when you do an earnings call like that, what you really want is everything out and just put all the bad news out so that we don't do it again next quarter. Because if they come out and they do it again next quarter, that's going to be really bad, and you could see the stock tank, right? But if they come out next quarter and they're like, hey, we did all the things we said, are, and it's really impacted our bottom line, we can already see a pickup here. We can see you know fewer costs and all these good things. It's accretive or what have you. And the story's flipped because what they just did and they say they're going to do is starting to show positive signs. That's when I would get bullish. Even if I missed the big jump up, I would be okay with it. And I would go ahead and you're managing your risk, right? And so that's when I would get a little bit more bullish. And there's a there's a recent example of that and a totally different ticker, JMIA, Jumia. So I'll actually just pull that up really quick. Nobody asked. And, uh, and phase as well. They did it a few few quarters ago. Yeah. So look all at out that. there, chucked it all out. Exactly right, right. So here's 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 Jumia, Jumaya, and I can still I don't know how to say this. <laughs> ah, it's killing me. Anyways, I mean, if I zoom out, you guys, terrible, right? Like, look, it was <laughs> it's terrible. I mean, it was actually much higher. If I go to the weeklies, it well, was like, one of the stocks that was uh, pump and dumped by a lot of YouTubers as well back in. I I don't, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, those guys on CNBC sure did talk it up. And uh, they were talking it up. I remember hearing them talking about it at 30, like, oh, it's a total steal here at 30. It had gone up to 70, so, you know, now it's <laughs> at 429. So, you know, that's not how it always works, right? It doesn't go your way. But to our prior conversation, their earnings report, they came out. They said they've restructured. They've done all these things that has set them up. And they had a huge move. It was a 30% move from 334 all the way up to 460, got up to four, almost 490, right, before kind of pulling back. But it did not give up the gains, right? Held well above 50%. And uh, so JMIA, this is super interesting to me. This is like the uh, – I'm going to be really oversimplifying it. But it's like the uh, Amazon of uh, Africa, if I'm not mistaken. Africa, so, yeah. 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 So anyways, yeah, the, the full circle, um, you know, Rivian could come around and, and figure it out. They've got a great product, I think. So we'll see how that goes. I spent a lot of time on Rivian. Mm. All right. So let's let's jump through some of them up top here. We have people waiting patiently. And a nice request that I heard my friend Kim at Mama Investor on X talk about a lot. NU Holdings. I think that's who she was talking about. Anyways, look at this chart. 
nice little move up for new. I'm not familiar but uh, with the company, but just looking at the chart itself, I mean, this has been a nice gradual climb from since last year. Nice consolidation and starting to make a move higher. Really respecting, looks like for the most part, respecting the 50-day. Got a little bit below it there for a minute, but has bounced nicely off of this. And uh, now forming a bit of a volume shelf here, trying to hold above that $10 level. Are either of you guys familiar with new? Sean, do you know about this one? Yes, I think it's the um, South American version of like SoFi or some sort of bank, online yeah, bank yeah. like that, yeah, yeah. Um, just from memory. So, yeah, it's obviously kind of the future of the fund, well, fintech basically, isn't it? So interesting sector, interesting industry. Um, in terms of a chart, it looks really, really nice. Performed really well, kind of higher highs, higher lows is what you want to see. I think uh, the next step is kind of breaking through the most recent high and kind of staying above staying above that. Um, you can see the volume is kind of coming in even at these levels. So it's interesting to see that, um, especially yeah. with all the green candles. Looks the like 1050 candles. is that level you need to get above there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How about you, Kay? Uh, similar, I think um, uh, looking at the, they have a buy rating on by Wall Street. And uh, I think the average upside is about 6.75% for the year. The average price is 1091, so. Okay. Yeah. So bullish, and the chart would would suggest that makes some sense. Yeah, um, I'll say financials, big banks look good, regionals do not. So I don't know how, how fintech will tie into all of that. You know, you look at SoFi that doesn't align with the big banks, but this chart looks a lot like XLF. So that's nice to see. Um, another one that was requested was ooh, nail the directional daily home builders and suppliers. So that's interesting. There's some consolidation for the home builders. I think there was like a surprise or not surprise, but basically a disappointment on the new starts at the beginning of the year. And that's why we've not really seen home builders continue to move higher. Um, do you guys know much about this space or have any thoughts on just the chart? I don't actually. How about you, Sean? Go ahead. It's a, is this a DIY company? I imagine it's obviously not in the UK. So I'm assuming judging by, is it like an ETF? Am I? Yeah, I think it is an ETF for okay. uh, tracking home builders, basically. You know, uh, I'm looking it up right now just to get a little more detail. But, but yeah, it's, uh, home builders and suppliers, it's a three times leverage shares oh, ETF. Wow. Is what it is. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but to that point, so yes, we can comment on 3X and uh, in a second here. But what I would say is you're really looking at the, ch we can look at this a couple of ways. What does the chart look like? And then two, you know, home builders and the housing starts in general, um, this is focused in the U.S. So um, if we have thoughts there. But really, for me, I'll just jump in. The, the consolidation here is interesting. Yeah. So if it does break above 120 meaningfully, it could really get running. Um, but it's definitely rejected here, like 119.25, it looks like. But you also have to be careful it's a leveraged uh, ETF. So this has to be traded. It's not like a long-term investing this one. It is looking like it wants to break out. But look, it's done that. It's peaked out here a couple of times and just testing and shot right back down, right? So um, I agree with you, though, Okay, Like, you have to be careful trading these leveraged ETFs. Sean, do you mess around with any of the leveraged ETFs? <laughs> I do. I have done, yeah. I mean, you guys know me. <laughs> but what I would say is the on the most recent one, the, the volume on that candle is the, the worst of the lot, um, which ah. also could be a good sign if you're kind of trickling up and, and you know, the volatility is kind of calming down a bit. It's just kind of slowly, you know, like I said with Tesla earlier, kind of behind closed doors, kind of slowly moving upwards. 
Um, but yeah, I think people are always going to want paint. People are always going to want plants um, in terms of like in-person purchasing. Obviously, Amazon's taken over the world. But from a logical point of view, this just you know should always go up from a long-term perspective. Yeah, you know, this is a this is another thing I just wanted to highlight here. RSI is maintaining, you know, really strong here even during this consolidation, uh, holding up. So, yeah, look for a break above one twenty is what I'd say on nail. All right. So we went through snow. We did zoom. Yeah, buddy. Ah, look at that trading in sympathy with uh Palo Alto here, right? Yeah, so so Zscaler, I think I did post on X. Let me see, let me pull that up. I think last 20 quarters they have not missed uh, earnings. Ooh, nice. Yeah, 20 quarters. That's remarkable so i think it will be same as palo alto it will depend on the guidance and uh, if we are seeing that the volume shelf starts to dry up a little bit around the 259 area but we actually are right around the area where there's very decent volume shelf so we could see uh, these big gap up um, if the guidance comes out pretty strong we could test the 259 level um easy so I like this, that it bought right back. I mean, it gapped down in sympathy. This is on the Palo Alto earnings. And look at this huge volume candle. Yeah. All this volume came in and said, uh, we're going to hold it here. And <laughs> that's huge. So I really like the way this looks. And if we get back above this trend line here, um, that could be very positive back above the 20 day. Yeah, that's, a, that's some big buying that came in on that sell off. Interesting stuff. I did a video on my channel, I think a couple months back, and I did like five stocks on SaaS to watch out for, and Zscaler was actually part of that list as well. All right, let's knock out a couple more and get out of here. Real quick, I mentioned the banks. I'm not going to spend a ton of time on Bank of America, but BAC, I think, is a smart uh, question to be asking. Again, consolidation here, and if it breaks out, it's going to break out, I think, meaningfully. It's got to get above... And the re reason I'm jumping through this quickly, guys, is I was actually looking at this one earlier. 34, right? 3407. If it can really make a move higher, maybe retest that level. Look, it's holding the 50-day nicely. Financials are looking really strong. The big banks anyways. And uh, Bank of America is one of them. So, yeah, potential breakout, right? Um, 32 will be your resistance level. It's, it's in that. So on the FIB level, we have 33, 35, 35, 32 level. Okay. Okay. I think it's 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 trading in that range, at least yeah. on my chart. I feel like that that is going to be a resistance level at thirty five, thirty two. There you go. So something like this. What do you think? What do you think, Sean? I think with this one, for me, it's appealing on our leverage side. Now, obviously, that seems probably a bit obvious because it's me. But um, the stock since October has gone up. Probably, I don't know what that is in percentage. Maybe eleven percent, twelve percent. And that's not a lot, considering most of the stocks in that same time frame have got like 50, 100, 150%. So stocks like this, you could actually take with a little bit of leverage, take, you know, times two, times three. I wouldn't go anything more than that, I would say. Um, but yeah, just a, just a note, really. Um, that's what I would do. Yeah, the the big names like this don't move quite as big, usually on a... On a yeah, and, and Bank of America is one of the stocks very popular on the options chain. So people, yes. people use... liquidity. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of liquidity on this one. So there's a lot of buying selling happening on a Bank of America a lot. So that's why you don't see this big of a pop up and gap ups and gap downs on Bank of America. 
So if you're wondering what the liquidity means, if you're not too familiar, really all we're saying there is there's a lot of trading, which means the the spread, the difference between the buy and the selling price, the bid and the ask um, is real small. It's tight. So like if you buy the option and want to sell it right away, it's going to be pretty close to the same price versus if there's not a lot of liquidity, you could have you know a dollar between you know price swing between the buying and the selling price. That makes sense. Sorry, I just wanted to jump that in there. Let's see, what else should we look at, guys? I think we have SMCI. Yeah, like real quick, we'll look at SMCI, and then we'll look at PDD and Baba, and then I think we got to wrap it up. We'll be we're at the hour. Are you guys surprised <laughs> SMCI holding up here? This one, sorry to buy in, this one looks exactly like, um, you know, that kind of standard chart where it kind of goes up, like the bubble chart, comes back down, it goes back up a bit, but not quite high enough, and then it goes straight back down. This yeah. one uh, looks, looks a bit like that. Now, I don't know much about the company, of course, they could be producing really good numbers, but um, it's just one of my first observations. <laughs> oh, I agree, I agree. And So if, if this pattern continues, then you will start having that lower highs. Exactly. And that's when you're in the descending channel. All right, guys, ready? From the bottom to the top, mm -hmm. SMCI, 246% in, in a, a month and a day. Is that it? <laughs> That's it. I mean, yeah. this is what stocks should do. We'd all be able to retire. It'd be nice. Easy. Um, Easy. I know some folks that got in, let's see, in, in November, so basically the same price level, but uh, I don't know how they knew how to do that. Uh, kudos to everybody who got in and is riding this up. Here's the thing. Let's say I got in here and uh, I, I had bought it at three thirty or something. Uh, I would not still be in the stock. I would have sold at like six hundred six. I would have been out on the double. Maybe left a couple of runners, but um, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, right. So kudos to anybody who's making money on SMCI. That's a tough one. I would not. I'll just say this: like when I hear guys taking the options, the, the reason. Uh, not the reason the they're so juiced there's so much volatility they're taking options that are five hundred dollars out of the money so i mean super high risk it's crazy high risk at this yeah. point um and, kudos and, if you're in, but if you didn't I'd, and yeah. this is one of those stocks that you know everybody's talking about so if you are not already if you were not already in in november december time frame it's too late to get in yeah true statement it's not too late right. to show up <laughs> I like it, John. I like it. That's dangerous, though. That is dangerous. Short at your own risk there, but uh, yeah, not yeah I could, I'm just having a laugh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I would say that it's you know, it's one of those high risk, high reward. I mean, you, you can if you're willing to risk 100, percent meaning you could lose 100, percent but you know that you could pay off 500, percent like yeah, it might be a good risk reward for you. Um, so real quick, the the name is PDD and Baba, right? Or Chinese stocks. Chinese yeah, stocks. Indian and China today. I mean, and Baba looks, oh, wow, I have all kinds of marks on Baba. Maybe I should hide that real yeah. quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, here, that's a little bit better, actually. Um, so, yeah, the I got to hide a bunch of stuff on Baba. Apparently, I was looking at this earlier. So, I guess my question to you guys on these are: they're in a downtrend. You got a lot of negative news. Are you interested in trading um, these kind of names, or are you staying away? What are your thoughts? I'm I'm still in this trade, believe it or not. 
Um, oh, I yeah? My, yeah, I had my stop loss kind of 69-ish or around that kind of area. And it's nice. still there. Um, and it's just kind of moving up nicely. I've, I've not up obviously too much, but I'm looking to kind of move towards that kind of 200 moving average line. Actually, I think on your chart, it's 150, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but on my chart, it's 200, which is around about 83, I think, top of my head. Um, okay. And you can kind of see the volume there on the chart, which is quite nice to have. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to kind of breaking out this volume profile from a personal point of view. So yeah, I'm, I'm liking the price action and uh, yeah, we'll make it continue. The HSI, just a note, is also looking pretty good. Had a really good week. Not amazing yeah. week, but it was a nice um, kind of little bounce, a little bit of hope, I suppose, for, for the Chinese market. Well, Hong Kong what, market. Do you, what do you think about Baba, Kay? Um, so between Baba and PDD, so just to give a little bit of a background on that. So um, because of the downturn in happening in China as well, we have the the PDD as a the, as a stock as a, as a product itself, which is also a website where you can buy things. I believe that's that's the uh, it actually has gone up. So there's a lot more users using PDD Pindodo as opposed to Baba. But Baba is like a stalwart, right? Uh, I tend to stay away from the Chinese stocks. I do have a small position in PDD, uh, but that was long time back that I have it. Uh, I also used to have on Baba. Uh, I just, there's just too many tickers out there. I generally don't follow China news that closely and I just want to uh, stay away. So pretty much um, I don't have much opinion on PDD or BABA because I stay away from those. See, I think that's a great message actually. So Sean does pay attention to these names and you do not. Therefore, you're not going to spend your time on it where Sean feels comfortable in his trades. This just makes sense, right? Trade what you know. Don't try to trade everything. Don't chase the latest thing. Like I know... I'm comfortable trading energy and semiconductor names. I don't know a lot about semiconductors. I just know the charts and the names, right? So that's where I focus most of my time. So similar kind of thoughts here. Sean, I like that you mentioned you've got your stop in place. And um, yeah, the overhead supply here, that volume at 80, you know, once you get to 83, you're going to worry about those guys that are in there that own the shares that are looking to get out and break even. Um, yeah. So I like that price target. Yeah. All right, and then PDD, I'm just going to pull it up. It looks a little bit less appealing kind of in this downtrend and uh, rejecting off the moving averages. But, um, yeah, I think I like the BABA trade a little bit better. But this is an overall uptrend. So, um, like, if you go longer longer term, I'm saying, like, go back to August, we're obviously in an uptrend. But if you're just looking at since the start of the year, uh, things are looking a little tough. All right, guys. I know we probably missed one or two. We can't get to them all. I wish we could, but I'll go through and see if we maybe add some comments below. We'll definitely get to more next week. Do appreciate the requests coming in. And uh, let's wrap things up. I just wanted to say another great time I had here with you guys. Um, looking forward to another big week. Uh, I don't have like anything in particular that's on my radar as far as like massively impactful for the markets it's more the other way around i'm trying to figure out what the markets are going to do this week and then start looking into some of the names i'm watching so um, that'll be my approach kind of ease into the week and see how it feels uh, sean what about you how what are your thoughts in, on wrapping up this week yeah so my first was just kind of managing positions um, i'm in quite a few positions more than i would like to um, so I've got to be concentrating oh, nice. on less is more um, this week and just kind of cut a few positions if I can. Um, because I'm just, you know, swing trading quite a few. And I just want to see why I can, you know, what levels I need to kind of take out, et cetera, profit. That kind take of thing. those but profit. Really, 
Exactly, yeah. Um, but really, the, the actual message I wanted to provide was that we hit 200 followers, uh, no subscribers, sorry, on, hey. on YouTube. So that's not bad, is it? <laughs> not One fifth of the way through to 1,000. So yeah, let, let's celebrate that after the stream, shall we? Um, but yeah, yeah, no, thank you very much once again, and I'll, I'll see you guys next week. How about you, Kay? I have the same message as uh, Sean as well. Uh, thank you for the 200 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, message for next week is basically I'll be managing my position. Since it's last week of the month, I generally tend to do monthly options. So wrapping up all those, closing those trades out, uh, rolling them, closing them, uh, and then so prepare myself for the next week and following for new trades. Good stuff. And hey, for those of you that missed it, I see a couple of comments. You guys may have joined late. Don't worry about it. It takes me about an hour, but I'll be dropping this uh, recording, the audio uh, on my uh, Substack. So check out A Trader's Education for that. The audio will be dropped. And then this is recorded, so you could go back and check that out on the live stream on X and on Wolf Financial. Um, and then also, of course, over on the Trading Triangle on YouTube, 200 subscribers. Sean, this is great. We're just getting started. So I'm excited to, to hear that and that, that we hit that milestone. Thanks again for tuning in this week, you guys. Have a great week of trading, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Take awesome. care, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.